At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. I, I guess based on where you are, good evening, good morning, good night. Dan Leach here with you in for Greg Peterson. Looking forward to it over the next couple of days. So, so much to get to. I mean, we are in this, this period now where football is over. I think, I think, right? It's over. I mean, I got my Detroit Rams shirt on. I don't know if uh, people if people in Detroit are very happy about that. Uh, I just got back from Vegas, an epic trip out there for the Super Bowl. And, of course, we're going to talk some futures and talk some NFL and first snaps and, and props and stuff like that. But now it's, it's about college basketball for me and golf and, of course, the NBA. We got the All-Star Weekend. We're going to talk about All-Star Saturday. I have some plays for you when it comes to the skills competition and Obviously, you know, the dunk contest, the three-point shootout. My man, Kate, how about my man, Kate Cunningham? It's so secret. If, if you have heard me before, you might know that I host the Detroit CityCast, brought to you by our good friends at Bent Rivers. Uh, and, and obviously, a lot of Detroit-centric stuff, though. And I love everything, but I love our teams here in Detroit. And Kate Cunningham in this updated Rising Stars Challenge, the MVP. How about teams coached by Isaiah Thomas, Rick Barry, James Worthy, and Gary Payton? Kate Cunningham... Uh, the overall number one pick in this, obviously, this past draft for the Pistons led Team Rick Barry to a 25-20 win over Team Isaiah to win the event. He said he was pleased with the format change. Uh, he said it was a lot, quote, a lot, it was a lot of fun. Great teammates, great coaches, great atmosphere. I had a good time for sure, and he was named the MVP. So while it has not been a great year for the Pistons, and Kate obviously got started, uh, you know, injured and not playing much, the future could be bright for this team. And, you know, it can't get worse than it's been for the last decade or so, the drumming years and, you know, a team that was kind of in no man's land, not good enough to make the playoffs or at least be a threat in the playoffs, not bad enough to get a top one, two or three pick until last season. Uh, we're going to talk, uh, of course, about a huge day in college basketball. Multiple top 25 teams are in action, including Kentucky, Alabama, Michigan State, and Illinois. As I mentioned, we're, of course, going to talk about all the all-star skill stuff. I know it's not like it used to be. I mean, I still love it. I think it's still very bettable. And, you know, the dunk contest is never going to be what it was, you know, back in the day with Michael Jordan, Dominique, and Spud Webb, and Kenny Walker, and all those different guys, and D. Brown with his hands over his eyes. But I still think it matters, and it's still fun to watch, and it still brings the celebrities out. And there's a lot of bettable lines. So 
We're going to discuss that for sure because I got some plays for you on that. And of course, we're going to talk, as I mentioned, about the NFL futures markets, who I like to make it to the Super Bowl in 2022, and if there's any value in betting on the MVP this early February 19th. I mean, we're we're crossing over into Saturday. As I mentioned, I was in Vegas last week. This was the day before the Super Bowl. Now we're almost a week out of that, and football is over for a while. I will say this, not to pat myself. All right, fine, I'm patting myself on the back. I ended the playoffs, and actually it was it was great because I went on various shows on the Visa Network, whether it was Rush Hour with Danny Burke, my guys in the desert with Stormy, and a bunch of other shows, and, and gave out all these plays. I ended the playoffs 13-2. and two. So I hope that people are listening and making cash. I was all about the Rams for weeks. It wasn't just because Matt Stafford was the quarterback, and I covered him for years here. Uh, I do have a quick story I'll tell about Stafford in a minute here. But I ended on a, on a high, and I told you in the Super Bowl, I did this on Stormy's show and Danny's show, take the Rams' money line. Don't get cute. Don't try to do too many things because I figured it was going to be a close game. Rams would win it. Stafford, epic fourth quarter drive yet again. And, of course, the, the Rams win. The Bengals cover. And I'm 13-2 against the spread. Uh, I also gave the Cooper Cup prop out. I know Bet Rivers had boosted it uh, to five to one from four to one, where Cup scores a touchdown in each half. I gave that one out. And also, this one almost hit. It was such great value. Cup, Beckham Jr., which obviously got hurt in the first half, Chase and Mixon, all to score touchdowns, was boosted to 25 to one. Very close. Three of the four, except for Mixon. I knew it was going to be tough, but 25 to 1 was great value. So that that's how I ended the football season. Had a great college year as well. I know that this last couple of years with the pandemic and you know just how much sports and football especially means to so many of us, including myself, where football is my favorite sport. It seemed like it was really quick this past year where football ended, Bucks won it last year. It seemed like we were, you know, into the in the draft, training camp. Uh, you know, preseason pretty quickly. At least that's the way it felt to me. I know for some of you are probably yearning and watching, you know, betting on marble racing over the summer uh, when the pandemic first started. And this year, hopefully it's the same, where it does not, you know, take nearly as long as it has in years past. There's been so much going on in this world when it comes to the pandemic and all the other stuff that has been frustrating in sports and, and betting for many of you, including myself, has been a great outlet. Um, so hopefully it doesn't take that long until we are back at it. I know the USFL is coming up. That won't be the same thing. But the Michigan Panthers are coming back, so that's fun. That's the last championship football team here in Michigan uh, back in, I think it was 84, 85, uh, where the Michigan Panthers won the, the USFL championship. Lions have one playoff win since 1957. But on the Matt Stafford thing, and I mentioned I'm wearing this Detroit Ram shirt. My friend's T-shirt company actually is the ones that came up with this. I know Dan Orlovsky was wearing a Matthew freaking Stafford shirt on ESPN, and you, you see people wear these things all over the place. A lot of people are very upset here in Detroit that I'm wearing a shirt like this, and there's nothing to do. I'm not a Rams fan. I'm a Matthew Stafford fan, and I'm angry at the Lions organization, but I was thinking about this during the week because I, I've, I actually mentioned this on, on, on various shows that I've done, so I'm not you know shy or embarrassed to do it because I know it can help people. I'm 11 years sober. I had some problems with substance abuse. And about 11 plus years ago now, I was, well, actually, this was a little less than 11 years. I had been sober at the time. I was getting my act together, waiting tables at a restaurant called J. Alexander's here in Detroit, in Metro Detroit, where I'm at. And Matthew Stafford was a rookie, and Kelly came in, 
uh, you know, was, they, they were, you know, at that point, not even engaged. I think they got engaged shortly after. And I used to wait on them a lot. Stafford always got the, the salmon or the chicken. Kelly got this thing called the grilled chickens out. And I remember, you know, as I was getting my stuff back in order, I always had my foot, something, some part of myself in broadcasting. I wasn't fully back into it. I had to take care of myself on a personal level. And I, I mentioned to Stafford, you know, one day when I was waiting on him, you know, because I was talking to a, the, the local radio station here in Detroit that actually had the lines on it. And I said, I'm going to see you in the locker room soon. And I'm sure he was like, this punk kid see you in the locker room soon. And then it was less than a month or so later, I got hired by the station here in Detroit called 97 the ticket. I was set early in the first couple of weeks where I was hired to cover lines practice, was in the locker room, went up to Stafford and said, I told you I'd see you in here. And he was like, that's what's up. He was very nice about it. He was like, that's what's up, man. Great to see you. And, you know, we weren't like super close or anything. I'm obviously a reporter in that, you know, job that I was doing and hosting a lot of different shows. But he was always good to me. He was always good to the media. There were some tough questions asked because the Lions never won playoff games. And, uh, you know, to see him do what he did for the Lions, for the, the star fan base here in Detroit over and over again, it, he wasn't the problem. He was never the problem. Yes, he had some bad games. I was doing a post-game show. You see the Lions post-game show after he got benched against Arizona at Ford Field. He had some bad games. But he's one of the best fourth-quarter comeback guys in the history of the league. He was always capable of winning a Super Bowl. I always said he was EOE, edge of elite. You know, he's not Brady. He's not Big Ben. He's not Russell Wilson. He's not Aaron Rodgers. He doesn't have to be. But at times, there's maybe one or none that can make certain throws that Stafford makes. So I could not be happier for him. Of course, I want the Lions to win. And, you know, this is a star fan base here in Detroit. And to see Stafford leave, it's tough. It's like when Justin Verlander left after the decade plus of contention for the Tigers most of the time and couldn't get the job done. I was happy for him when he won for the Astros. I mean, I think you can still be a great fan of the teams that you love. I've never wavered in my fandom, you know, for my, my favorite teams from Detroit, no matter where I've lived, Costa Rica, Atlanta, Florida, California, New Hampshire. But I still can be happy for the player, especially a guy like Stafford that did everything he could uh, for the Lions to try to help them win. And hopefully the Lions can use that Bengals blueprint. And I don't know if they can build a super team here in Detroit, but find that next Joe Burrow type quarterback, build for the Lions out with Brad Holmes. And maybe we'll be talking about the Lions in a couple of years, winning multiple playoff games for the first time since 1991. I did want to throw out Michigan beating Iowa. You know, we got some big college hoops to talk to or talk about. And actually I mentioned this game uh, when I was on Beast a couple of days ago and said, I love the Wolverines plus the five points. And this was a big bounce back game after, you know, I was in Vegas when they played Iowa and I, or excuse me, when they played, um, when they won a big game outright against Penn State and I, I gave that play out or Purdue, excuse me. And then people were asking me, what about Ohio State? I said, stay away from that. It's a letdown situation. Vintage Michigan, they, they played badly and they were out of the tournament based on Joe Lenardi and some other bracketologists at that point. Now they are back in the tournament, at least based on Joe Lenardi. They're the, one of the last four in. They'd have to play in the first four in, in Dayton against a team like a Memphis. Uh, that's where they're at right now in the Joe Lenardi bracket. But a huge win for the Wolverines a couple nights ago against Iowa on the road. What a night for Diabate, 28 points for him. He was 12-15 for the field. Hunter Dickinson had 14 and 9, almost another double-double for him. 10 big points off the bench for Bufkin and Michigan. Really, they, you know, they, they let Murray kind of go off, but they were able to kind of keep McCaffrey in check. And that was a huge win to get to 14 and 10, 8 and 6 in conference. Iowa firmly in the tournament right now. So you look at the Big Ten, it looks like they're going to get nine teams in. Michigan would be the ninth team 
in the NCAA tournament if they're able to keep winning. And they've got a big game coming up in a couple of days. Uh, the Wolverines will uh, to keep the, the good times going, if you will, uh, when it comes to what they've been able to do in the Big Ten season. And they will get going on Sunday against Wisconsin. All right, we've got a lot to get to. Big three-hour show. It's an honor to be here. In for Greg Peterson on the Greg Peterson Experience. We'll talk about the big college basketball day. Coming up tomorrow, Illinois, Michigan State, Iowa, Ohio State, Florida State, Duke, Bama, Kentucky, Auburn, Florida. So many games to get to. It's mind-bottling. Yeah, I said it. Mind-bottling. All right, much more to come here. You're watching VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. And welcome back in this segment of the Greg Peterson Experience is brought to you by Zinn Nicotine Pouches. Fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. No more smelling like an ashtray, no more spit cups, and no batteries to charge or leaky equipment to deal with. Zinn Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and available in 10 varieties like Spearmint, Wintergreen, Citrus, and many more. And for your convenience, each variety comes in two strengths, so you can easily find the satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zinn, America's number one nicotine pouch, is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide, meaning it's never been easier to find your Zinn. So head on over to zinn.com slash find to locate a store near you. That's zyn.com slash find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. All right, Dan Leach with you here and for Greg Peterson on the Greg Peterson experience. And as I mentioned, football is over. we got some football to discuss today, some futures and MVP action and first snap props. We'll get to that later in the show. But it's all about hoops now. And, you know, a little hockey as well. We'll, we'll sneak some hockey in. Uh, you know, we're here. I'm here in Detroit where the Red Wings are trying to find a way in as a wild card after, you know, 25 straight years in the playoffs and then not uh, making it the last several years. So, you know, I know we got a lot of diehard hockey fans out there. But to me, after the Super Bowl is over, and back in the day, you know, I think it's been, what, seven, eight years now, the Pro Bowl was the week after. And now it's the Super Bowl. 
That's it. And we are getting close to the conference tournaments and, of course, close to March Madness. And, of course, we got the NBA going on as well, uh, you know, the All-Star Weekend, and we're going to get closer to the playoffs, inching our way up there and, you know, playing tournaments. And that's always a lot of fun. And, and I love betting on the NBA playoffs. It's very tough to bet on the NBA. And, and in, in a way, you know, college basketball, because there's so many games and, you know, it's been much easier this season as opposed to last year with COVID and all the cancellations and all the issues that would happen in the last minute, especially in college football, too, where there was a lot of COVID, you know, cancellations for games and players and just made it a chaos. You you would make a play. You'd feel great about it. Next thing you know, like half the offensive line was out. That's not really happening. It didn't really happen a ton this year in college hoop or football, but it's definitely not really happening a lot in college hoops, which is, is great. And we are in this kind of period of time where, as I mentioned, Michigan, that big win over Iowa. 8479 you know teams trying to get off the bubble trying to get on the bubble trying to you know stay away from the bubble and we've got a huge I remember in recent years you know after football was over not that there weren't other days where there was big games but it just seemed like maybe part of it was because you know football was over and I was yearning for that great action because football is my favorite sport. But it just seemed like there was bigger, you know, Saturdays and Sundays filled with huge conference matchups. And obviously, this isn't the point of the season where we're doing a lot of crossovers. It's normally just conference, you know, games unless there's a rescheduled game or a special thing uh, that's going on, like you know, the Texas Texas Tech uh, game that comes out tomorrow as well. Uh, but we got a ton of games. To break down, and we'll start with the Big Ten. As I mentioned, Michigan with that win over Iowa, at least based on Joe Lenardi and a couple other bracketologists. Wouldn't it be great to be a bracketologist? All you have to do, nothing it's easy, but all you have to do is worry about what teams are in the tournament and where they're going to be seated and maybe what pod they're going to play in. I mean, all due respect to the Jerry Palms and the Joe Lenardis and you know whoever else your favorite bracketologist is, but that's all they have to do. That is their, like, I, you know, not to, you know, boast or anything, but I'm covering like 30 different sports, horse racing and tennis and Olympics and giving out all this nonsense. They don't got to worry about the brackets. So it's a pretty sweet job, but they do a great job of it. As I mentioned, right now, up to the second, I think is a, a little as like three or four hours ago, Lenardi's got nine Big Ten teams with Michigan being the ninth in the tournament. Michigan is a last four in, so they would at this point unless things change, have to play a first four game in Dayton, which as a Wolverine fan, I'm fine with that. Just make sure that Jim Harbaugh is not the coach of that game. That's Juwan Howard. And, and we won't worry about the rest of that. That Juwan Howard's not having a delegates with the NBA, uh, like uh, Jim Harbaugh did with the NFL. Now, seven Big 12 teams, seven Big East teams, six SEC teams, five ACC teams. That's where we're at right now with some of the major conferences. But let's talk about this Illinois-Michigan State game. Uh, you know, right now, if you look at where Michigan State could be in the tournament, if it started today, they'd be around a five seed in that dreaded 5-12 matchup. Illinois, a four seed, playing a 4-13. And this is a big one. Uh, you know, Michigan State looked so good early on. I talked about it a bunch, obviously, being here. Those to the Detroit City cast, so a lot of Detroit and Michigan, you know, centric stuff. Uh, they're still obviously a very, very good team. And Izzo had been doing a great coaching job, but not playing great basketball as of late. They've lost three of four and five of eight, or excuse me, four of eight. And you look at what they've done in the last few games. A loss at Rutgers by 19. A loss to Wisconsin at the Breslin Center in East Lansing by eight. They beat Indiana. Indiana's not very good. They ran away with that game in the second half, 76-61. But they just lost on the road 
to a Penn State team that is not good at all. 10 and 12 Penn State, they're 5 and 9 in the conference. The Spartans dropped to 18 and 7, 9 and 5 in the conference. And and you look at this Spartan team and what they could do. It's it's so weird if, if you're someone that, you know, is familiar with the Big 10 and the just Michigan Michigan State stuff. Michigan was a preseason top 5 team. Spartans weren't ranked. Spartans have looked like a top 5 team at times this year. Michigan's looked like a I'm not going to say a bottom five team, but they look like they were out of it and they're finally getting their stuff together. But when you look at Michigan State and what they could do with guys like Gabe Brown, who's leading the team in scoring right now, almost 13 points a game, Malik Hall, Max Christie, Bingham Jr., who's a defensive presence, Walker, Hauser, still a very, very capable team of going on a run. I'm sure they love to get to the four line or the three line seed-wise, but this is a team inside and out that can really get you and Illinois, this is a huge, I think, test for Michigan State because the Fighting Illini, they're playing some really good basketball. This game is a noon game, Eastern time, uh, 9 a.m. Pacific, coming up later today. And the, the Spartans are underdog at home to an Illinois team that is now 11-4 and four in the Big Ten and has played some pretty good basketball as of late. I mean, they have lost two of their last four but before that, they've won four in a row. They've won actually five of their last seven wins over Michigan State by one at Northwestern, Wisconsin, Indiana by 17. They lost a tough one to Purdue on the road. And they beat Northwestern again and just lost to Rutgers 70 to 59. But I think the Michigan, you know, you look at Michigan State, you look at Illinois. I think both these teams right now are similar, but I trust Illinois a lot more. And this team is at the Breslin. It's, you know, can can Cockburn be the guy that takes over, which he has in games before against Michigan State? Obviously, Trent Frazier is the, the die master for this team. And Cockburn, as I mentioned, can take over points-wise as well. Uh, when I look at this game, I just don't have a lot of trust for Michigan State right now. I'm not betting this game, but if I had a lean, it would be Illinois. It's a small spread, one and a half. I know that I've seen it kind of fluctuate out there. But to me, this is a a huge test for the Spartans and they have not been good in these games where it seems like, I don't want to say they're desperate, but you can feel the pressure because remember, this is a good team, but they weren't looked at as being a great team and there's talent, but it's not a tremendous amount of talent. To be honest, I think Michigan has more talent on it, but their, their, their guys have not come to fruition, you know, in this year after losing livers and onions, Isaiah livers and, and a couple others, Dickinson had a really tough start for the Wolverines. The Spartans just got great stuff for Brown and Bingham Jr. and Hauser and everyone else right away, but they've kind of slowed down. So there's pressure on Michigan State. They're at home. It's a noon tip. I just think this is going to be a tough day for the Spartans. So I would lean to Illinois in this one, but should be a lot of fun coming up uh, at noon Eastern later today. Another game to look at in the Big Ten is Iowa and Ohio State. The Buckeyes are ranked number 18. They're 16 and 6, and they're 9 and 4 in the Big Ten. Uh, you look at Iowa coming off that loss to Michigan, 17 and 8 now, 7 and 7 in the Big Ten. And, and really, Michigan's defense was a huge factor in this game. And the Buckeyes, you know, right now favored by five and a half. At Value City Arena in Columbus, this is a Buckeye team that can swarm you, that can take it over, that can win in bunches. And if I'm the Iowa Hawkeyes, I'm worried about this game. I think Lionel is going to have a big game for the Buckeyes, and Wheeler uh, has, has been really solid for them as well. Lionel had 16 points and 10 boards uh, in the big win over Minnesota for the Buckeyes on Tuesday night. They destroyed them uh, against Minnesota 70-45. to 45. So 
This is not a, another game I'm not going to play myself, but I am leaning on Ohio State if I had to, minus the five and a half. And the Buckeyes, of course, firmly in the tournament. Iowa is in as a seven seed right now based on Joe Lenardi. This would be a big win for the Iowa Hawkeyes. Buckeyes, by the way, have won three of their last four in a postponed game uh, against Iowa before that. And before the, the Iowa Hawkeyes lost to the Wolverines, this was an Iowa team that, you know, had played some pretty good basketball. They won three in a row. Before that, though, they lost two in a row. But I think the Buckeyes will have the upper hand in this one. And I, will lay, I would lay the five and a half on a lean uh, for Ohio State. We got a lot more games to discuss here on the Greg Peterson experience. We'll touch on Florida State and Duke, Bama and Kentucky, Auburn and Florida, and much, much more. Dan Leach in for Greg Peterson. You are watching VSIN, the sports betting network. Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. If you missed any part of our show or anything on the VSIN schedule today, please don't forget to check out our free sports betting podcast. You can get your replays of all our shows or download and listen on your schedule. Go to VSIN.com slash podcast and get Beating the Book with Gil Alexander. Plus, we've got Hardwood Handicappers, Follow the Money, and My Guys in the Desert. And many, many more. They're all free and available now at vcin.com slash podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Dan Leach back here in for the man, Greg Peterson. Uh, the Greg Peterson experience will be here tomorrow night as well, based on where you're at. It's a 10 p.m. Pacific start, a 1 a.m. Uh, East Coast start where I'm at in the Motor City. And I, before we get back into some college hoops, I got to give a shout out. Uh, to a, a great friend of mine, they just had their first baby. Uh, you know, it was a very tough road for them. You know, to get to this point, baby Madison was born at 12:57 a.m. Eastern time. So, big shout out to my man Marley. He sent a picture, and I immediately said, "She looks definitely like your wife because she's good looking, and not like you." But congrats to Marlon and Fallon and the family. I know it was a long road, and I've had a lot of friends have long roads to have their first kid, so it's such a special thing. My father is an OBGYN, delivered over 5,000 babies, so I know what it's like to have a lot of heartbreak on your way to having a kid and then have that amazing moment uh, where mother and father are able to celebrate the birth of a boy or a girl, their first. So congrats to uh, the Arabo family, and I'm very happy to see that from a little while ago. All right, we got a lot of college hoops to get to. As I mentioned, this is this time of year now, as football is over, where, you know, at least for me, and I'll just be completely honest, like, which, which I always am, not that I'm going to lie to you. I, I definitely have made some plays. I had a big play on Michigan money line against Peru when I was in Vegas. I gave that on, on, on Stormy's show on my guys in the desert on VEASAN, but I've not made a lot of college basketball plays during football season. I just, I have not because I don't think there's, as you know, a lot of value. And I'm all about, you know, value betting and taking things because they, they make sense. I'm just a bet you know, because you want to bet and you're bored. And there's nothing wrong with that if you're doing it for a small amount of money. And, you know, let's say your unit's 100 and you're doing it for 25, 50 bucks and you just want to have some action on a game. And for me, when I make my real big bets, it's about profit. 
And now that there hasn't been some valuable lines out there and some games that I've banged, of course, totals. I've had, I've had a lot of success with overs this year. I've had, I'm not a big unders better, but I've had success. I uh, did the other night with Grand Canyon, uh, first half under, uh, and, and the, the, the game under went under easy. So there's been some spots for me, but I have not, as I'm sure some of you have felt the same way, really focused a ton on betting on college basketball when there's NFL playoffs going on. And obviously before that, uh, the college football into the season, the bowl season and the playoffs. I was at the Michigan game. Don't remind me about that. Amazing trip to South Florida, Miami and the beaches and everything, but the game itself sucked. And I had such great seats. I was right smack dab in row 10 in the end zone. And I saw Michigan score once and that's it. And it sucked, but at least Harbaugh's back and neither here nor there with that stuff. But this is a great time to kind of dive in to college basketball. And for me, I've had a lot of success in the last, you know, several years, going back to when I was in college, when I really started becoming a serious better in the conference tournaments, late, late, late regular season games, because they mean so much for teams for seeding or trying to get in the NCAA basketball tournament. And then of course the NCAA tournament where there is value everywhere. And you've got a lot of, no offense, silly nannies betting because they want to bet the tournament, but they have no clue what they're betting. They haven't followed college basketball. Even with me not betting a lot, I'm still following it every day. I still know what the good teams are and know where I'm, you know, the spots I want to pick. And you can get some lines that the public is pushing in the wrong way. You can get them early before, you know, the public even knows what they're doing. And there's a ways to make a lot of money during March Madness. So please stay tuned to VEASAN. And of course, Greg Peterson is great with hoops uh, and all the different shows. And, and listen to the Detroit City Cast for the local Detroit angle. Uh, but I want to throw out just for a second here. Uh, it's not a game that I really like that much, but, you know, it is featuring a top 10 team. Duke currently a, a two-seed in Joe Lenardi's bracket. They're playing Florida State that's clearly out of the tournament as it stands, 14 and 11, just seven and eight. In the ACC, Duke 22 and 4, 12 and 3 in the ACC. And the Blue Devils at Cameron, this is a 6 p.m. start, Eastern Time. They are 15 point favorites. Seems kind of like Duke would be in a, in a situation like this. The Blue Devils are on a run right now. They lost a game to Virginia going back four games ago. But aside from that, they have won eight of their last nine and 10 of their last 12, and they are blowing teams out of the water. Beat North Carolina by 20. Beat Notre Dame on the road. That North Carolina game was on the road, too. Beat Notre Dame by 14. You know, beat Clemson on the road by 18. They've won so many games on the road recently. They actually played five of their last six games on the road. The only game they lost was at home to Virginia by one point. And beat Boston College on the road by 11. And then just beat Wake Forest earlier in the week at Cameron, 76 to 74. I, this is, you know, I, I feel like I should have some of these games. They are games that I'm betting, but not, we'll get to some of those. There's definitely a game I like uh, with between Texas and Texas Tech, that Texas basketball showcase that I'll get to that I have a full play on. Uh, but this, this is definitely just a lean for me. I think Duke's going to blow Florida State out of the water. They have not been at home that much recently. I think they'll kind of get that, you know, waiting to exhale moment out. Uh, you know, I think Bonchero's going to have a huge game. Moore Jr. is going to have a big game. Williams in the middle. Uh, I think that there's going to be way, way, way too much for Florida State and Leonard Hamilton, who I love. Used to live in Tallahassee for a little while. Uh, so I have a lot of respect for Leonard Hamilton, but I think that's going to be an absolute blowout. So I would lean Duke minus 15, but not a, not a great amount of value there. Now, SEC Saturday in college hoops. How about this slate? Bama, Kentucky, two top 25 teams, Auburn, Florida, Ole Miss, Georgia, and Tennessee, Arkansas. When you look at it right now, 
based on the bracketologist, and I'll, I'll go with Joe Lenardi's for my purposes, because I don't want to get everyone confused with multiple bracketologists. I think Lenardi's the best. There's a lot of good ones out there. I mentioned Jerry Palm and some others. SEC with six teams in right now, as it stands in the NCAA basketball tournament. Kentucky is looked at right now as a two seed. You have Auburn, of course, on the one line, along with Gonzaga, Arizona, and Kansas. So let's let's take a look at this Auburn and Florida game, number two Auburn uh, against Florida. This should be a lot of fun. Uh, you know, Florida just trying to hang on for dear life. They're in a 16 and 10, six and seven in the SEC, but Auburn versus Pearl, just an incredible team, 24 and two, 12 and one in the SEC. They're minus three and a half uh, on the road right now as it stands. Uh, against this, uh, against this, you know, Florida team that is capable of playing well, but Auburn, you know, just a three-point barrage they had against Vandy. Uh, you know, Javari Smith, the freshman, is incredible. Uh, had a huge day, hot shooting for him. He's averaging 15.8 a game. Uh, Wendell Green Jr., you know, has been huge. You know, he's averaging uh, over five dimes a game. This is a team that can get you inside and get you outside. And it's listen, it's always tough, much like the Big Ten or, you know, the ACC and some other conferences. Games on the road are, are hell, and Florida's a tough place to play. But to me, I think Auburn is just too good of a team. This is a full play for me. I am going to lay uh, the three and a half, and I'm going to take Auburn in this one. And I think that Auburn gets the job done fairly easily in the end. This game might be close uh, for, let's say, the first 30 minutes, 28 minutes. But in the end, I just think it's going to be too much Smith, uh, you know, too much defense from Auburn. And I like the Auburn Tigers to move to 25 and 2 and 13 and 1 in conference. Another game that should be interesting is Alabama and Kentucky. As, as I mentioned, that is a top 25 game when it comes to these teams in the SEC. That game will lift off at 1 o'clock on CBS. Bama comes in 17 and 9, 7 and 6 in the SEC, firmly in the tournament as of now. Kentucky, you know, fourth ranked in the country, 21 and 5. Cal Park doing a, a heck of a job. Uh, 10 and 3 uh, is their record in the SEC. And, you know, this game is going to just come down as you got Kentucky about a 6.5 right now, the total 154.5. I think there's going to be a lot of points score, but I don't like that 154.5. But it's going to come down to what team really can just stop what the other team likes to do well. Kentucky likes to run and gun it, get it out there. Uh, you know, when you look at what this Bama team does, they really can get you inside and out, play some solid defense. And I really like, Bama's got this great player, Shackleford, Jane Shackleford, averaging almost 18 points a game. He's been kind of a do-everything guy for them. And also Quinterly, Javon Quinterly, uh, their guard, almost five assists a game. He had 21 points and eight times to lead Bama in their win over Mississippi State on Wednesday night, 80-75. to 75. That should be a really interesting, you know, guy to watch in this game. Kentucky's got to slow him down. But then when you look at Kentucky, and what they've got with Wheeler and Toshibu and, and just this is such a, such a dynamic team. It's got a great chance to win it all. And they played some great uh, basketball until they lost to Tennessee uh, on the road earlier this week. Before that, they had won six in a row. And I just look at this game and I say, all right, it's, you know, who wants it more? Who can stop the other teams? You know, what they like to do the most. Uh, you do have UK as a six and a half point favorite. I'm staying away from this one, but the lead for me would definitely be Alabama plus the points. I think it's going to be a very, very close game. Nip and tuck down to the wire. Maybe a one, you know, two at most possession game in the end. And I think it's going to come down to UK winning the game and maybe not covering the spread. So not a bet for me on this game, but I will take, uh, you know, I would lean Alabama 
plus the six and a half at Rupp Arena, one o'clock start, as I mentioned on CBS. A couple more SEC games to take a look at and that Texas basketball showdown. We'll get to that coming up next as we continue here on this college basketball huge game, huge weekend. You're watching VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Glasses in session. Find Try This from the Washington Post wherever you listen. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Thank you all for the what we described as madness. You get VSIN all access to everything we do from now to the College Basketball Championship. On April 4th, for only $29. Sign up now and get our daily best friends email, 24-7 video access, the upcoming college betting guide, bracket breakdowns, plus full access to vcin.com with our exclusive betting breakdowns on every single year. So it happens once a year. So don't miss out. Visit vcin.com slash madness to sign up today. Dan Leach back here in for Greg Peterson on the Greg Peterson Experience. Talking college hoops. We're at that great time of year where football is over. I mean, it's not great that football's over. I know that a lot of you are like me, love college and pro football, but you can start really kind of focusing on college basketball, the conference tournaments shortly ahead of us, you know, which is one of my favorite times of year, obviously aside from the tournament itself, because you got games starting at 11 a.m., noon. I mean, all all hours of the day, and I don't really sleep. Just talking to my man, my producer, Brian. Uh, I was in Vegas for the Super Bowl. I think I slept. Let's see. I was there from Thursday to Tuesday morning. I left at 6 a.m. Tuesday morning. I think maybe I slept 14 hours, maybe 16. I know what I know the day before the Super Bowl. I slept for an hour and a half, and then we had to go. My group of guys actually won the Westgate handicapping contest. We had to go pick up the the big check and take the pictures and all that stuff. And then we're in the Westgate all day. Uh, but who who needs to sleep in Vegas? You know, we sleep in May. We sleep more dead, all that kind of stuff. But you can really focus in on the college basketball conference tournaments where there's a tremendous amount of value. And then of course the NCAA basketball tournament. And I know some might you know think this is silly, but I, I like betting the NIT. I know it's changed throughout the years. And, you know, you got that college insider tournament and the CBI and, and all that other stuff, uh, which isn't as great as, you know, the NIT and the, the college, you know, the NCAA basketball tournament. But there's there, I made a lot of money betting the NIT because there's some weak lines out there. There's teams like I always will look at teams 
that just miss out on the NCAA basketball tournament that, that usually are like a one seed or a two seed in the NIT. And it's all based on who the coach is and if they have the desire to really play. Because a lot of times, sometimes teams will just say, we don't want it in the NIT if they miss the, the NCAA basketball tournament. I know Duke has done that in the past. I think Michigan's done it. Some other teams have done it that are, you know, power conference teams. And it's 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 about desire to play. And a lot of times you end up those teams hosting against inferior opponents. Like now it's with the NIT 32 team. So it's one versus eight seeds. And a lot of times you have that eight seed getting like 20 points or 16 points and they'll win outright. So there's a lot of different angles that I know I'll be talking about. I know that all our visa hosts will be talking about. And as I mentioned, you got that great March Madness package uh, at visa.com slash madness. So check all of that out. It's a, it's a great time of year if you're a college hoops fan. I want to just quickly touch on a couple more SEC games because I promise I get to them. They're not really games that I have any you know desire to, to wager on, but I'm, some of you might be looking at these games. First, Ole Miss and Georgia. You know, it's an Ole Miss team that would need a miracle to get to the tournament, be the seventh SEC team, if you would. Uh, and again, and they're 12 and 14, 3 and 10 in the SEC. Georgia's just been abominable, the abominable snowman, if you will, uh, 6 and 20. And just one in 12 in the SEC. Mississippi is a three-point road favorite. I mean, how can you trust Georgia in any way, shape, or form? They played better at times in the last month or so, but they're still a terrible team. Lead for me would be obviously taking Ole Miss or late three. Both these teams are great, but Ole Miss clearly is a better team. Uh, so I would lean on Ole Miss minus three in that one, but no play for me. And then Tennessee and Arkansas. That, by the way, that Ole Miss-Georgia game is at one o'clock. Uh, Tennessee-Arkansas will be a good one. That is, you know, a top 25 matchup. I just don't really have a strong feeling on this game. Tennessee's uh, 19-6, 10-3 in the SEC for early in the tournament. Uh, Arkansas ranked 23rd, 20-6, 9-4 in the SEC. Arkansas minus three. This game is a toss-up. So, while it's going to be a fun game at 4 o'clock at Bud Walton Arena uh, in you know, Fayetteville, Arkansas. I'm not playing this game. I won't even give you a lean because it's a total coin flip. If you want to play it, just go get one of those 50 cent pieces that I get sometimes when I'm in Vegas playing poker or, you know, win blackjack hand and they got to pay you 50 cents uh, and just flip a coin and bet on that side because that is a total toss up game. You know, both teams played pretty well. Both, as I mentioned, in the top 25. I, I just think you should stay away from that game. Maybe live bet it if you're a, a Tennessee Vols guy and they're down early and you can get seven, eight points. Or if you're an Arkansas fan and you think that they're going to be better in the in the second half, you know, look at the, the halftime line or maybe Tennessee takes like a 10-point lead to get Arkansas at home plus five or six. Then that's something to look at. Live betting is such an amazing thing. You know, I know it's been talked about for, for years now, but I remember living in Costa Rica years ago and actually working with the, the guy I mentioned, we have a group that won the Westgate contest, my man, Seely McNeely, Seal, and just an incredible job he did finishing first in the Westgate, uh, you know, NFL handicapping contest, winning almost 400K. It was pretty sick getting that check. I'm not getting much of that, but he, he well-deserved. He's like, well, you know, he's going to get a ring. It's like winning the Super Bowl. Um, but you look at, you know, when it comes down to taking certain games, you, you don't just take games to take games. You got to, you know, make very, very smart plays. And that's the kind of game to me where, you know, we, we talked about live betting and I was in Costa Rica years ago when live betting first was getting going. I mean, there were very few games in a week, yet alone a month you could live bet. Now, you know, I'm here in Michigan, legal, you know, abstract king, all that stuff. You can live bet everything. You live bet like UC Riverside and UCSB and San Jose State. I mean, back in, in the day when it was first getting going 10 or whatever years ago, you couldn't live bet barely anything. I mean, there were you couldn't live bet all the NFL games, yet alone, 
you know, the biggest one sometimes. Uh, that would just be like two or three games. So live betting is such a great way to make money. And that's something I would look at for that, that Tennessee-Arkansas game. I do want to look at the Texas Texas Tech game. We're going to have Matt Eubens on later. I know that he's on the same side as me on this one. The Texas basketball showdown. And as I mentioned, you know, you've got mainly conference games, but you've got sometimes – this game, by the way, is on, on ABC. Uh, it's at uh, – in Austin at the Frank Irwin Center, uh, but they're calling it the Texas Basketball Showdown. And it's number 11, Texas Tech, playing some great basketball, 20-6 on the year, 9-4 in the Big 12. And then Texas, you know, number 20, 19-7 on the year, 8-5 in the Big 12. Texas currently three-and-a-half-point favorite. That line's kind of valuable around. There's been some threes out there, some two-and-a-halves. This is a very interesting game to me. And I look at Texas – you know, obviously led by Timmy Allen, who's been phenomenal for him, averaging almost 12 points a game. They've got a great guard in Marcus Carr. Allen, also a very good shooter, averaging almost 55% from the field. Uh, they just beat uh, Oklahoma in overtime in Texas as Allen and Jones, uh, Andrew Jones, not the baseball player, he, uh, each scored 20 points to win that game in overtime on Tuesday night, 80 to 78. So this is a Texas team that is getting things going at the right time. They've won three of their last four games. And now they play a Texas Tech team that I think overall has more talent. But when you look at the Red Raiders on the road in Austin, you know, Texas Tech has been a team that, you know, has been a really good road team with the way they're able to play defense. They've also won five of six, five of six and seven of eight or seven of nine, excuse me, Texas Tech is one. They come off a win over Baylor, number seven, Baylor by 10. Before that beat TCU, 82 to 69. And then before that, lost to Oklahoma on the road, 70 to 55. But this team is all about Bryson Williams, you know, from the inside, from outside, averaging almost 14 a game. McCuller, uh, great guard play, great defense. Uh, and, you know, as I mentioned, they've won two games in a row, one against a great team, a top 10 team. This should be a lot of fun. As I mentioned, the line right now, Texas spot is three and a half. Uh, I got a little lower than that, but I do like Texas in this game. It's a huge game for them. When you look at where they're at right now, when it comes to the NCAA basketball tournament, basically around a four seed out of the Midwest for Texas, and their seed is going up, meaning they'll be a four, possibly a three if they keep winning. Texas Tech, same thing with them. They're a two seed. Their seed line is going up. So this is a big spot for Texas to really kind of impose their will on a very good defensive team in Texas Tech, very well-coached team. It's going to be raucous there in Austin, and I like Texas to win this and cover the spread. And It's one of those games where it should be close into the bitter end, but I think that in the last three, four, five minutes, you could see Texas kind of take a 7, 8, 9, 10-point lead, and then it's a free-throw shooting contest. And unless Texas Tech's able to kind of bang some threes or get some quick points, you're going to cover this spread easy if you're a backer of Texas. So that's where I'm at with the Texas Longhorns and the Texas Tech uh, Red Raiders in the Texas – I keep saying – I'm saying Texas too much. The Texas basketball showdown also – you got TCU and Baylor as well uh, when it comes to the Big 12 tomorrow. Uh, that's a game that I really have no opinion on uh, when it comes to betting it, but it should be a lot of fun as Baylor coming off that loss. Uh, you know, they, they found a way to really have a bad effort at the end against Texas Tech. Now they play TCU. That's a noon game. Uh, and right now you look at uh, Baylor is an 11 and a half point favorite against the Horn Frog 16 and seven or TCU five and six in conference Baylor 21 and five ranked seven 
uh, that's going to change, obviously, with the loss. So they can win and maybe keep it around that. And then nine and four in conference is the Baylor Bears. And of course, they got a Kinjo uh, averaging almost 14 points a game and just a really good inside and out team. So Baylor should win that one easily. All right, we're going to talk some NFL futures coming right up here on the Greg Peterson Experience. And you are watching VSIN, the sports betting network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.